0: Hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome back and happy new year. This is the first episode of 2023 for Lola Pops Off About K-Dramas and I am so excited to be sharing it with you today. It is of course going to have to be a ramblings and musings episode because I have to catch you guys up on all the dramas that I have finished that I'm currently watching and that I'm starting so that you guys kind of just know where my head is in this start of the new year and then going forward obviously we can have some more kind of not as long and um I guess, packed episodes like this. So that is the start of this new year, but of course going forward in the new year for my podcast, you'll have a lot of different things coming. Um I hope I have a some things planned. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um but I definitely wanted to start off the new year with this so that I can just kind of catch us both up <laughs> with where I am and where my head is in K-drama land and then hopefully you guys can kind of update me where you are with K-dramas and things like that. And as you can see by the time title, some of the dramas that I'll be mentioning are dramas that I did not include in my last episode of the of 2022, which was kind of my summation of my K-drama watching for the year with my kind of award ceremony. And if you haven't listened and watched that one, please do. You can watch it over on Spotify or on my um, website, lolapopsoffaboutkdramas.com. So just, just a quick plug about that episode because it is oh my gosh, it is such a labor of love (laughs) doing those episodes. It's my second time doing this and each time it's like... Oh, it takes a lot out of me. So much so that I have to start working on that episode way at the beginning of December to really get it ready and done before the end of the year. And because of that, I am going to be talking about some of the dramas that I was still watching in December that did finish last year, but I just didn't get a chance to include them in the episode because I had already started working on the episode way before they ended. So that's why we're going to probably be starting this episode with me just kind of giving my final thoughts on um, reborn Rich, Summer Strike, um, and Kurt Call. So dramas like that, and then the rest of the dramas should be dramas that I, oh, and The Glory, (laughs) and then the rest of the dramas should most likely be ones that I'm still currently watching, or ones that I'm thinking about watching, and things like that. So, because this is going to probably be a long episode, I'm just going to go ahead and give you um, the kind of list of dramas I'm going to be talking about today so that you'll know if there's anything in particular that you're more interested in than something else. I hope to timestamp this in the description so that you can kind of know where to start given, you know, what you Care most to hear about. Because <laughs> you know, I think that for a long episode, I'm going to start doing that in the new year. I'm trying to do new things, bring some different things for that podcast. So that might be something I'm going to start doing for these longer, lengthy, um, kind of really compounded episodes where I'm talking about a lot of different dramas or a lot of different things. I'm going to try to time stamp it for you guys. So if you don't want to listen to something, you can just completely bypass it. And if you do want to listen to something, you know exactly where to go. Um, so I'm going to give you that kind of um, timeline so you'll know all the dramas I'll be hitting on. And then I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go for it. All right. So I think the way the order is going to go, I'm going to talk about Reborn Rich, Summer Strike, Curtain Calm, The Glory, Alchemy of Souls, you know, Part deux, Um, <laughs> Big Bet, The Forbidden Marriage, The Interest of Love, Unlock My Boss, The Fabulous, and The Island. So that's the kind of timeline of discussion for this Ramblings and Musings episode. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, so let's start with Reborn Rich. I wanted to say my final thoughts. I did do a kind of quick pop-off episode about Reborn Rich and Summer Strike together, so I wanted to start with those two first, just to kind of recap you guys on how I ended the episode, I mean, ended the dramas. Reborn Rich, if you remember, I was very, um, and the same with Summer Strike, but Reborn Rich, I was a little kind of apprehensive in the beginning. I was like, "Mm," it wasn't really standing out to me as something that I was super excited about continuing to watch. I said it in that episode and I, and I, and I did mean that I was really concerned that I wasn't going to be able to finish this this drama, but then I hit episode six and for some reason it just hit its stride for me. And I was like, bam, okay, I'm in it. I'm ready. Let's go. And the thing that I said in that episode, my pop-off episode about Reborn Rich is that I was most kind of interested in finding out the kind of reason behind how he was able to, um, how he was able to go back and be reborn as this kind of very wealthy um, grandson. I wanted to know, how is that possible? Because like I said, I was comparing it to get my life from last year. And I said, you know, they explained that very early on in the first episode, how he was able to go back and re, you know, live his life. Um, how was, you know, this character, um, he was Wu how was he able to go back and um, kind of be reborn as Dojun (laughs) and I and I wasn't I was like this is the most interesting part because they haven't explained this and of course we get to the very very end and we get to see the kind of Ending of that and how that came to be, and to me that was it was worth it. It really was worth it. So I was very happy with how they kind of admit that. Very very um, appreciative that they did it well. I was nervous there. <laughs> I was nervous at the end there, but I think they did a great job pulling it together. Um, but the one thing I want to highlight that I think was the best part of Reborn Ridge, it was definitely the way that it was able to um, showcase these historical moments and South Korea's history throughout that kind of. Time time period. And I loved that. I loved it. It was just the same kind of experience of with like 2521, where you got to go through these kind of big historical moments and with these characters and seeing how they reacted to it. But the cool thing, of course, with um Dojun, he was able to kind of know what was gonna happen. He knew the future, he could tell the future and kind of adjust and make moves accordingly. So that was really fun to watch him play with that. Um, so I really, really loved that. And I can see that being a reason why a lot of people really, really appreciated this drama because I think whenever you get to kind of have a little history lesson and appreciate the characters um, and their journey through that history lesson it's usually a good time and people tend to really enjoy it and so I think that's why Reborn really stuck out for a lot of people. Um, Another thing that I really really appreciated about this drama was the bromance and I know that sounds weird because I'm talking specifically about um, Do Jun and his grandfather (laughs) Chairman Chairman Jin Um, and it was I don't know i don't want to i mean yes it was a little bit of a romance there i just loved that because it was really to me um this example of these characters who should be enemies right they technically um dojun there wasn't a, a direct enemy of his grandfather but we know um hyung as dojun technically is and so to see that he even as this kind of starting off as like this person who technically should be against this family, against the chairman, he ends up forming this bond with the chairman so much so that he really does become the grandson of him and is a love-hate relationship and he learns and grows so much because of it and he also alters and kind of really changes the chairman himself and I... I love watching that. I love watching that. So I really, really appreciated their connection, their relationship. I loved how they showcased that. Um, and I also love the performances between the two. I mean, we have, of course, Jun Ki um, you know, playing two different characters and doing amazing at both of those. Um, but you definitely get to see him as Do mostly most of the drama. And I really enjoyed that. I really, really enjoyed that. We got stuck in that kind of time period and it wasn't like some weird thing where we were going, I, I don't know. I just was expecting that it was going to do a little bit different, but I like that we got stuck in that time and we really got consumed throughout that kind of life of Dojun. And then to see how that ended and why we got the chance to sit in Dojun's life was because he, you know, his life was ended too soon. You know, it was unfairly ended too soon. And so the way that um, the Hyunwoo character was able to repent for what he felt was his sins was the, ability to go back and live this life of this of this young man who didn't get to really look you know live his life or that people forgot about him and people kind of erased him. He had to go and actually live that life to show like this person really existed. This person was real he deserves his life deserved to be noted. And I love that that was the summation of this drama. That was what um this the reasoning behind his his ability to go and be reborn as this June character. I love that. So Reborn Ridge turned out to be, for me, actually a really, really amazing drama. It started rough for me. Like I said, I was just comparing it to things. I was like the, you know, the economics and the business talk, all of that in the money. It does go over my head sometimes, I'm gonna be completely honest. But I think what tied it to what made me uh, appreciate that talk was the tie to the history um, and historical moments in South Korea that made sense for why we were talking about the money so much, all right, in the business and stuff like that. So it did end up connecting with me through the end there. So very, 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 very happy with Reborn Rich. Very, very satisfied with it. I was nervous at the end because I wasn't sure how they were going to explain you know the reasoning behind him being able to be reborn but they did that beautifully and meaningfully it was very meaningful actually at the end I mean just so good um and the only thing I would say that I kind of I was a little frustrated with was at the very end I felt like that final episode revealed everything at once and I kind of wish they started revealing a little bit more a little bit you know ahead of time so like that second to last episode I really wish we kind of started the re- the revelation that point so you know, I don't know. That's just like personal preference because I just feel like at the end, it was just like everything coming at me at once. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that's the answer. All right, you know. And I don't really appreciate that sometimes. <laughs> but that's it. But it was still what they revealed was good. So at the end, I was appreciative. So very, very good job. Really, really happy with Reborn Rich. I would say I would highly recommend it. Um, I like the historical connection to the character and like in the character's life and journey through those historical moments. I loved it. So very, very good. Um, highly recommend Reborn Rich. So that's kind of my final thoughts on Reborn Rich. Now let's move on to Summer Strike, which again, I talked about in the exact same episode as Reborn Rich, um, last year and my qualm with Summer Strike was exactly the same as Reborn Rich. I had felt like I had seen it before when I first started it. I was like, mm, slice of life woman, you know, gets up and, you know, runs away to the countryside to escape her life. You know, I, I, I kind of felt like, okay, I think I've seen this. How are we going to make this different? How is this going to, you know, how am I going to really connect with this? Is this character one that I want to really support? And, and, and do I care about her enough? You know, I was really concerned with Summer Strike. Um, But again, like we won Rich, I hit a certain episode and I was like, okay, I think I'm here. I think I got it. I think I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm invested. And I think what made me happy about this drama was that to me, it was a solid drama. Like the writing from beginning to end for me felt solid. Like there was no major happening that kind of just like threw the story off. There wasn't these kind of out of character moments for any of the characters. There wasn't some grand, you know, teaching or like some hammering over your head with some kind of message. It was just like solid all the way through so that was the biggest highlight of this drama like you cannot say this was not beautifully done and solid all the way from getting to end but the thing that threw me off with this drama was this kind of not even switch but it was a little bit of like a switch from this slice of life everyday happenings of this woman in this small beachy town you know just you know going about her day finding you know meeting the people of the town and and learning about them it had this like weird switch from that to this like murder mystery and we were like whoa We're solving a mystery all of a sudden. (laughs) And I was not expecting that. But that was the thing that um, officially made me, I think, say that I really like this drama because I think if it would have kept its course of just being the simple, quiet slice of life, um, you know, just everyday happenings of this young woman in this, you know, little small town, I think I would have been a little bored. I'm going to be honest, but they switched right at the right time. In the drama, we got to see um, the way that her presence in the town, you know, this is a typical writing (laughs) one-on-one kind of trope where, you know, the person comes into town and then just everything just gets, you know, shaken up. And it was exactly that. But I like that. In the midst of her supposedly shaking up the town, what she really just did was kind of bring out things that were already in the town that needed to be addressed in the first place. And her presence was the kind of catalyst for that. And I really, really liked that she was played this kind of major role, even though she was just a you know a young woman who wanted to just like kick her feet feet up and just like drink drink soju and just like hang out at the library. Like that's all she wanted to do. Yet that little you know her kind of quiet presence still shook up this town. And I really, really liked that about her. Like, she didn't have to do much. She didn't do anything, really. <laughs> That's the whole point. She was on strike. She wasn't doing anything. And yet, she made such a huge impact on this village and this little town. So I really, really liked her character in the end there. I like that she wasn't overwritten and she wasn't overdone and she wasn't this like, Ooh, spunky character or like super sad character like she was just you know just you know just living her life trying to do something that was different you know and I really really like that about her um the other thing I really enjoyed was of course I love me a mathematician give me a story about a mathematician and I'm good I didn't and I loved um and I'm saying that because um Siwon's character, Daibong, he was a mathematician who kind of like escaped that, that kind of life and um, going back to his hometown um, and watching him and his trauma um, and like how he was dealing with his trauma and how he was not healed from his trauma, but trying to um, and ended up recognizing like, you know, running away doesn't also automatically solve your trauma or like make your trauma go away and that it does need to be faced and kind of addressed and and looked at in the face and the fact that we got to see him do that was really really amazing and i will say shimwan this character the daybom character that he plays is very similar to a lot of <laughs> characters that shimwan plays but i'm not saying that to bash him because for some reason he plays this type of character to a T like beautifully like I don't know is she one really like this in real life I don't know if he even playing a character anymore because he just does it so well so much so that I'm never you know annoyed with him playing to me kind of like a similar character like it's kind of awkward he's kind of like very inward he's like this weird mini genius and something you know he's really quiet I don't know what it is about him and these characters but he does it so well that I and they feel different each time, even though I know they're like, this is kind of like cut from the same cloth, isn't it, <laughs> But I love it. I really, really do. So that was another highlight for me in this drama. And so I would just say this would be one I would really, really recommend for a marathon. It's only 12 episodes. Um, and I think, okay, this is another highlight for me. And I think this is going to be coming up in um, my talk with about some of these other dramas that I'm getting ready to talk about. The fact that this was 12 episodes and this to me felt complete, it felt complete and solid. They, like I said, it was from beginning to end. They told that story. They did not do, they didn't, they didn't struggle with telling this story. There was no parts where I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, what? That just happened, you know, nothing like that. So I have to say this was such a well-written drama But I know it's based off of a webtoon, so that may help. (laughs) That obviously helps it. But they did a really good job telling that story in 12 episodes. Um, And so I think it would be a perfect marathon of a drama. So if you have a nice weekend, you know, that you're not doing anything, this would be a good one to go through it's easy to get through and i like the story with the and i like the town, like the townspeople were um, some of my kind of concerns and the like my like initial thoughts um about this drama i was really like Ooh, i don't like the town sucks so, so much <laughs> and i but it was great it was great and another aspect that i loved about this drama because it's one of my favorite tropes is found family oh oh my gosh it was such a found family story like when you watch Yoram kind of get into this town and she collects she collects family she really does in this town and I loved it I loved it loved it loved it so Summer Strike highly recommend as a a marathon type of drama I think if you wait for a week by week it could be a little stale to some you know at some point but I think if you do a quick marathon I think you'll enjoy it so that is my kind of final thoughts on summer strike so now let's move on to my final thoughts on curtain call so if you know I did a full first impressions episodes of episode of curtain call and that is because I was super excited about this drama one of the main things I was so excited for was um Hanul I adore him I absolutely adore him and I had sat through insider for him last year because I was so excited to see him and so when I saw he was going to be in something not as kind of you know serious and rough as insider I was like I'm there ready to go let's do this (sighs) and in my first impressions I mentioned how I was really really satisfied with the way that it started because I thought it was going to be um reminiscence I mean, because it was one of my favorite tropes again with this um, kind of fish out of water scenario or this kind of mistaken identity or pretending to be someone you're not and having to like make people believe that that's who you are I love that setup and I was ready for it I was like this is great this is exactly what I love I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready but something else I initially commented on about this drama was that there was something very family weakened. K drama vibe about it and i was like you know initially that wasn't a problem for me i was like oh yeah no i don't mind that i love me a great you know weekend family drama but i should have known that this drama was not a (laughs) weekly weekend family drama and for it to have that same exact vibe was going to turn me off a little bit and it did it really 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 did and i think it just kind of made it very stagnant the drama didn't feel like it had much um Movement or variation in the in the tale, or like there wasn't a lot that happened <laughs> in the story. Um, you kind of knew how the story was going to end at the beginning. We were waiting for, unfortunately, um, you know, our chairwoman. We were waiting for her to pass, and so we knew that was how it was going to end. The, the thing that was going to vary was how this Hyun character was, you know, pretending to be her long-lost grandson. Like, how that was going to, to kind of show out and, and vary throughout the story was what we were going to get the very, most variation from. But we didn't get any. I think we kind of just, like, he was pretending to be someone he wasn't. The family found out. They were like a little upset and then they were like, but it's for a greater good. And then grandmother passes. (laughs) Like that was the the kind of timeline of this drama. And I was like, "Um, okay, (laughs) I guess that's the story. And I really, really wish there was a lot more that kind of took place. But even with saying that, even with saying that, this is a drama that I think if you're looking for something that does we end up with a kind of very nice feel good kind of moment it is that type of drama if you want something that doesn't have a lot of kind of like ups and downs and a lot of turmoil and drama this is it this is the one for you it really was kind of um muted it, for me it felt a little stale but you know muted um and it it wasn't too much it wasn't going to throw you off course there were there were each episode kind of had like a little quiet nice little ending to it so then when you got to the next episode you're like oh okay nice another little ending on that one you know so it wasn't just it was it was a simple drama that's that's basically all i'm saying it was a simple drama and i don't think that's bad inherently it just wasn't exactly what i was wanting from curtain call so that's why i'm disappointed but i think people would like this i do i do um Hanul, he was, he was, he was, he was cute in it. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I really, really wish that it did a little bit more, but I, you know, it wasn't the worst thing I watched, but it wasn't also the thing that I wanted to watch. <laughs> Let me just say that. But yeah, so that's kind of my final thoughts on Curtain Call. Would I highly recommend it? No, I wouldn't. But is it something that I think you can get down if that's what you're looking for? Absolutely absolutely just you have to be looking for it you know that kind of thing all right so now that we've gotten through curtain call i i'm going to spend a little bit of more time on this next drama and that is the glory so i am not doing a standalone um episode about the glory i honestly i don't want to even talk about the glory <laughs> and i'm laughing but it's not funny um yeah, so I'm going to just squeeze the glory and my thoughts on it in the first part because it is a two-part kind of um, drama from Netflix. And I'm just going to just squeeze into this episode, talk about the, my thoughts on the first part, and then um, we'll move on. We'll move on. But yes, so the glory, you know, written by the, the Kim Un suk her kind of first... 19 plus drama and starring Song Hye Kyo and Lee Do Hyun and Im Jin and Park um, Sung Hoon. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of, it's okay. All right. Let's just get into it. So The Glory, if you haven't heard about it already, is one of the most difficult um, bullying drama. K-drama I've ever watched. I mean this is one of the hardest I've ever watched. So much so that I'm not sure how I watched it. Um I'm not one who you know completely um steers away from dramas that deal with bullying. If you watch K-dramas, you're gonna watch dramas about bullying. Um but to the extent that this one handled bullying. Boy, oh boy, was it a struggle for me. I, wow, okay, it was a struggle. The the bullies in this drama, they drive you mad um, just watching. So no wonder this story is kind of about our lead, um, played by Heikyo um, Dong-un. It's no wonder she is kind of destroyed mentally and emotionally by them. Um, so much so that she, of course, has replaced all you know, emotions with the desire to destroy them um, in their future. You know, she wants to destroy them and you or me as the audience wants her to do nothing more than that, but to destroy them. I mean, it is, oh my gosh. mm, Okay. And I think that's what is the highlight of this drama is that the way that they showcase the bullying and tell the story of the, um, the bullying that goes on to our young um, Dong Un. It's done perfectly from the point of view of the story because it has created these monsters that, you know, me, the audience, I can't help but want to destroy as well or watch, you know, our lead destroy them. I mean, it makes you, I mean filled with rage, watching the things that they do to her. And not just the things that they do to her, but then the way that everything and everyone around her completely disregards the torture that she's going through. I mean, absolute modern day torture. And yet no one, no one in sight wants anything to do with supporting and saving her from it. She's all on her own suffering the torture from these bullies. And when I tell you, oh my gosh, I I couldn't wait for her to grow up. <laughs> I was like, girl, we need you to grow up so you can start exacting your revenge. We need it. We need it ASAP. And that to me was kind of the thing that I liked the least about this drama was the process of watching her revenge being so slow and it not moving fast enough for me and then the audacity for this to be a part one so by the end of this eight episodes you don't even get to see the start really of her getting you know ready to uh, destroy these people like you don't even get to really a start and it's frustrating <laughs> Oh, tell, oh, let me tell you, it's frustrating. But again, from the perspective of the story, this does make the part one and part two um, purposeful, all that, you know, frustrating because the point is that she wants to exact this very slow and methodical and painful revenge for these bullies. And she is showing us, you know, she's putting us through the same kind of journey and torture that she has to do waiting for um, this revenge to really start to exact itself like she is taking this time so we have to take the time with her with part one and part two and so it really is purposeful at the end of it all but it's so frustrating to me because I just want immediate relief for her I want immediate relief for me as well as you know watching her go through this I want her to exact this revenge now but she's just getting started by the end of part one Um, so definitely that's kind of like the 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 good and the bad of this drama it's like you gotta sit through the torture that this girl um experiences and then you have to even you know take a longer to watch her start the process of exacting her revenge that you know you want her to exact okay and so it's it's just it's a journey um but I think again that's the that's the point of this um for the for the audience at least The standout thing, of course, about this drama has to be the performances. Um, oh my gosh, it has to be the performances. And I'm going to actually highlight Heikyo for a second here. Heikkyo plays this character to a T. I mean, it's an amazing performance. And I I was going to sound a little harsh why I think it's an amazing performance, but there's something about the stiffness and the emotionlessness of this character that matches Heikyo's acting to a T. <laughs> I know that sounds brutal, but it does. It's so, it's just like a match made. Um, and again, I'm not trying to you know, bash you know, Heikyo. I've seen her do some good things, but I mean, I definitely think it just matches her acting to a T. The way that this character kind of is, it's just fueled with nothing but her desire to exact revenge and nothing yeah. else the way that comes across on that character matches how I think we're used to seeing Heikyo in her, some of her performances. So definitely go hand in hand. So to me, the performance is spectacular, (laughs) but she's not the only one um, who's spectacular in this. The younger actors, oh my goodness, wow, amazing. Ji So, who's playing um, young um, Dong-Un, um she is the one who we really get to see um kind of at the mercy of all the torture that she you know deals with as a you know young girl and it is her performance oh my gosh i was traumatized for her and i have recently seen her in two dramas that i really liked her performance in and she didn't have to touch any of these types of things in those dramas and so seeing her in this type of role was really hard to watch because I just feel like her baby face and everything I was just like oh my gosh she's so but she did amazing the main bully who is as an adult played by Ji Yun, who I love have I ever told you guys about my love for Yun? I don't think I have um I might have to do I might have to talk about that one day, but I love her, right? She's disturbing and horrible um, as an adult, as we would expect from the bully. But her young actress is Ye Eun, um, Shin Ye Eun. And oh my gosh, she is terrifying. She has this, she plasters this creepy Joker-esque smile on. She goes like, you know, dead behind the eyes and she starts to torture Dong Moon. And it's just so terrifying oh my gosh, I haven't seen you look like that ever. And so I was just like, I don't know if I can see her, look at her this same <laughs> in another drama. Like that was terrifying. Um, and you know who else completely just blew me out of the water because so much so because I didn't even recognize him half the time. Like I would recognize him and then he would take me out of it again. I'm like, who is he? It's um, Park Sung Hoon. He plays one of her bullies, um, Jun Jae June. And when I tell you, I cannot... I know him I know him as an actor I've seen him in other things and I'm still just like every time I was seeing would come up with him in it. I was like who is he he looks completely different to me and the way that he's acting it's just like I don't know who this is and that's how you know when it's a, the performance is good he kept being I kept being like I don't know who this is who is this he was nothing but this bully and it was mm, scary so dust performances amazing amazing and another character standout for me is the Ju um, Young Jung character played by Lee Do Hyun. Again, oh my goodness, performance, amazing. But his character being this, you know, he ends up meeting Dong Eun when they're in college or whatever, and then their time separates them, and then they meet back together, and he still is interested in her, um, so much so that she ends up revealing to him. Kind of her master plan and her past scars um and her still current scars from what she's experienced as a youth and the minute that they make that connection and she lets him in we start to see kind of the surface um, below the surface of his character and it's just as um horrifying <laughs> it's just as horrifying as hers. And I had no idea. Like, if you watch him in the beginning, you know, like, oh, he's just like, you know, this young college guy who really is interested in Dung Un. But you see him, um, you know, go through these things where you're like, something's, he's broken. He When they meet in the hospital emergency room, he's you know, intern himself at the hospital, but he's a patient there. And they're kind of like, oh, he did that thing. He does again. And you're kind of like, what, what does he do? You know? And just seeing that and then not seeing anything else about it until the future. And you kind of get to meet in his character a little bit more. You're like, whoa, it just took me out of it. I mean, it just blew me away. So I definitely say that the story itself is difficult. It is one of, and I think I saw that, you know, some of the experiences that they describe as the bullying that don't experiences as a young girl is, well, as a teenager, is kind of based off of something that happened in you know real life. And it's just disgusting to think someone is capable of that. It's just disgusting. Um, so, you know, this story is difficult <laughs> through and through that it was a very unpleasant experience watching it. It really was, and I know you don't want to say that about something that you're, you know, consuming. And you're like, "Oh, this is media that I'm consuming. It should be, you know, enjoyable." It was not enjoyable at all. But even with it not being enjoyable, the way that the story unravels makes you want to come back to, for more. <laughs> and that sounds horrible, but it's true. Like I need to see the summation of this this character's revenge I need to see the summation of this story because it's set up you know as a mission to destroy um these characters bullies slowly and painfully and I need to see if it succeeds I need to see if this mission is a success at the end and some parts of it you're like you know do they get to the very end with revenge is right there and then they back out or is it going to be an actual moment of like <sighs> you get to sigh with relief that she has finally met this end um, with these bullies. I don't know. And that's why I need to come back for part two. I'm so annoyed that I have to come back for a part two. But at the same time, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back for this very un, you know, unenjoyable <laughs> watch. <laughs> I know that just sounds so counterintuitive, but it's true. It's not enjoyable at all. But the way they, they set these characters up and the way they start unraveling the, the mission to destroy these bullies, you're on the mission with her you really are um and we gotta see this mission to the end at least i do at least i i very much do um so yeah i think for our first part they did a good job i will be back for part two um it is just extremely difficult to watch i do not recommend this to to people i will not re- recommend this to anyone um because you have to have the stomach for it. And and I barely have the stomach for it. Um, and, you know, Kim Eun-suk, I've have, um, you know, I've, I've loved some things she's done and I've hated some things she's done. Um, and I don't know where to put this one because it's just so unlike all of her other things that she's done before. So this is, I, I'm also very happy with that. I'm happy that we have a writer and, you know, that we're used to their work and kind of what they're, what they do come in and kind of just like blindside us with this, like with something so different from what they used to usually give us. And so I'm impressed by that because I feel like most writers don't do that. <laughs> I feel like they, you know, they kind of stick to what they're good at and you can see their signature all over it. I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm, I'm struggling to see a lot of her signature um, kind of points or moments in this drama and I think that's actually cool <laughs> I don't know I think I actually like that about it so definitely not one I would recommend unless you have the stomach for extremely difficult watch it has nothing I mean all it do- deals with is um, pain and torture and bullying um, and emotional destruction um, and and I don't know if that's anything anyone wants to ever consume. I don't know why I consumed it. Um, but I definitely know that it has, has forced my hand to come back to watch part two. So I will be back. I will be back. So that is kind of my um, like initial or like midpoint thoughts on the glory since we are just kind of at episode eight. And then we have a whole nother kind of journey to con- you know, continue to embark upon in the part two. So I'll be back to talk about that. Then. All right. So now that I've gotten through dramas that I've completely finished, let's start talking about dramas that I'm currently watching um, and kind of like where I stand with them. So let's move on to Alchemy of Souls. And by Alchemy of Souls, I mean Alchemy of Souls, Light and Shadow. So part two. Um, and I am unsure about my feelings on Alchemy of Souls, light and shadow even at the point that I'm at with it which is we're going into the final week of it. I'll be going to the final episodes of it um after this episode releases. And so I'm you know, I'm almost done with this and you know, so that's what eight episodes out of 10. And I'm still just kind of unsure about how I really feel about this part two. And that is mostly because I had to start this drama And kind of separate it from the part one (laughs) and that was like okay not what I think we were supposed to do but I did that to kind of make peace with watching it and then in doing so it really felt like a just like completely separate thing I kind of was like I didn't see the full connection between part one and part two. Like, it felt like we were telling a totally new story. And that, of course, to me was wise in the way that I was viewing it because it helped me kind of accept this, um, you know, Jin Buyun character played by Yu Jung, who is a completely new face um, in the story, even though she does play nak Su in the beginning. You know, to us, nak Su was completely burned to pieces. So the fact that her face shows up again in part two was like, what, huh? How did this happen? Um, but separating that out and making it, you know, and meeting her character as this kind of Boo Yun character was very, um, helpful for me and just kind of getting immersed in what the story they were trying to tell in this part two, And so that helped me easily just kind of jump in. The other thing that helped was, of course, the, the chemistry between the two. Um, Jung-woo, you know, played by Jae-woog, and then, you know, Boo-young, played by Yu jung Chemistry was obvious, very apparent, so I was like, oh, okay, immediately they drew me in with just that. So I was really, really okay with the beginning of this drama. I had no issues with, like, jumping into it. But as far as continually to be um, as consumed by these two as much as I was consumed by Jungkook and Mudok. It's just wasn't, it's just not, I didn't have the ability to do that. Um, mm. And because of that, it makes it feel like I'm supposed to be paying more attention to the resolution of, um, the resolution of the Naksu character and Jungkook Uk outside of their current relationship that they're building, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not supposed to care about their current relationship as much as I'm, I'm supposed to care about the resolution, as in like, okay, this is, you know, the ending of their relationship. And like, that's what I'm supposed to be paying attention to and appreciating even though I'm sure other people love their current relationship it's not enough for me to really be consumed by it like I was so like invested and consumed by it with the you know the first part so I'm just I'm not sure how to feel about alchemy of souls light and shadow I'm just not sure how I feel am I watching it yes Um, and do I feel like I understand what's going on yes Yes. Do I feel like they're explaining themselves um, and that they're wrapping things up? Yes, I do. Um, Am I appreciating that? Yes, I am. But am I all consumed and completely blown away by this part two? No, I'm not. And do I feel like that's the fault of writing? Yes, I do. Because I feel like there should not have been a part two. (laughs) I just i don't feel like there should have been a part two and this feels kind of tacked on um and it feels like it's just here to kind of like provide resolution that we, they could have provided in part one honestly honestly and so that's why it just leaves me kind of just like mm, okay <laughs> i'm just okay with it and you know that's okay I, and it's fine and that's also fine as well um am i happy with how the performances are going still yeah i think like i said jay wook and Yu jung are doing a really good job together i like their chemistry i think they're very cute together um it's just like their story isn't all consuming like i thought it, i you know it's just thought i mean and it can't I, I guess they can't really do that in 10 episodes that are supposed to be just a kind of conclusion you know and that's the other thing it's like you're doing giving 10 episodes to conclude the original story 10 episodes to conclude this okay all right okay if you say so if you say so <laughs> if anything they might as well have just did a whole another you know like 16 episode part two where we just got a totally different story with these two um and they gave us more time to kind of see all of this them bonding and growing together and then that re- revelation that she's Naksu kind of comes you know later in their connection or their relationship I think I would have liked to I would have probably liked that better but I just think you know it's like we could have wrapped this up in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not happy with the way of um how it took place. I'm just not. And I can't pretend. I can't pretend. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, Hong sisters. They kind of let me down. They've let me down in the past. So you know, I'm not saying that there's anything uncommon. But eh, they let me down, and yeah. I'm ready to finish it. Let's knock out these final two episodes. I'm very interested to see how they're going to end it because I really want to see if they're going to really get rid of Naksu or if they're going to find some other magical reason why she can, you know, still exist. (laughs) I'm really interested to see that. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. But I will say this, that Jungkook, um, he is, oh my gosh, just one beautiful... (laughs) Beautiful specimen, and I'm saying the characters saying, but you know, I just mean Jay wook Oh my gosh, he is just so beautiful. <laughs> just so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So I mean, 10 out of 10. I would recommend um just watching it for him. <laughs> Seriously, he's so beautiful. <laughs> he's so good. He's so cute. I love him. Okay, but yeah. So that's just where I am with alchemy. I don't have much more to say. Like I said, it just kind of it's just okay for me it's just okay it's just okay I know people love this drama and I can understand the investment in it 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 is kind of like this grand tale but it's just they let they drop the ball for me they drop the ball they drop the ball they drop the ball but yeah beautiful drama to look at though all right so now let's go on to another drama that I don't even know if anyone else is watching this but me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not going to stay on this one too long, but I did want to talk about it because I am watching it. So is anyone watching Big Bet on Disney Plus? Um, is anyone watching it? <laughs> is anyone, please let me know if anyone's watching it. I am only watching it because I am a Son um fangirl now, and I have to watch anything that he's in. And... That means, hey, anything that he's in. I am on episode four of Big Bet out of eight episodes, and he has not appeared yet. <laughs> so, can I say that I am thoroughly enjoying Big Bet up to these four episodes with no Song Tsukku in sight? No, I cannot say that at all. Am I gonna keep pushing through? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah is this drama you know I don't know is it good I don't know I don't know if it's really that good to me I'm gonna be honest I think a lot of production is a high production value Tell a lot of money went into it um you know there's a lot there's a lot and there's also a season two already planned so I'm assuming that you know this First half that I'm already experiencing is just all backstory and buildup, and so for me, it's just kind of not the most interesting backstory and in buildup right now, or I'm just not completely invested in the backstory and buildup, and so that just means I need to give it more time, and then all of a sudden, I'm going to probably be consumed by it. And I hope that's the case, I really do, but right now, I'm not completely, you know, invested. Unfortunately, you know, our main character is this Chavu um, chic character and we get to see him kind of as a young, young boy, young man, um, kind of grow up and to become this kind of, um, head of this casino, this, you know, legend. Um, and you kind of have to get that backstory first to really get into that, that, um, that legend story and so i understand that but i'm not completely like in love with the chamu mushi character like i just don't think he's like a character that i really like i think he's the type of character where i feel like he allows things to happen to him and like he doesn't really make big moves himself it's like the moves kind of happen to him and then he kind of just like falls into it and that's kind of like annoying to me i'm kind of like Stand, stand up. You know, <laughs> I don't know. And so, I am not in love with the character, and I think that is why I'm having such a hard time being invested in his backstory and this buildup, because um, I'm just not really that in love with him. And um, so, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. um There's a lot of moving players, a lot of different, you know, major characters in this story. So you kind of do got to keep up with a lot of these different moving pieces. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just asking. I'm just talking about it because I want to know if anybody else is watching it. Let me know, please, for real. Let me know if anyone else has checked this out or if anyone else is enjoying it and kind of, like, tell me their perspective of, like, why they're enjoying it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm needing... I'm needing to find my in. And maybe it's just when Sonsuku kind of makes his interest. Maybe all of a sudden i will start living. <laughs> I just think I need another character to really, really be invested in. And like I said, I'm not sure I'm really invested in the, the lead character right now. So... We'll see. We'll see. But I am watching Big Bet, and I wanted to just mention it. So if in case anybody else is watching it, I'm also watching it. All right. So now let's talk about the forbidden marriage. So this is one, this is, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I heard, I've heard much about it. I feel like my, a lot of people haven't talked about it. And I started this, you know, at the beginning of December, I believe. Yes. Um, like the first, second week of December. And immediately loved it. Immediately loved it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so good." It has a very similar vibe in the beginning um to me of like Mr. Queen where it's just so this historical comedy drama. And it was funny and certain things are kind of out of place in this kind of historical setting, but it you know makes it fun and interesting and and silly. And I loved that. I always loved that when you can make it, you know, these kind of historical comedy dramas. I think they're they're great. So I initially right out the gate was like, this is fun. I love it. I love our kind of lead um, character Sodong. I think she's so so cute so cool so funny um i think she's adorable and she's a mess <laughs> she's a mess I, I mean i just really was like i love everything about the start of this drama but then enter love triangle love triangle when those love triangles enter the scene you either love them or you hate them And I can't tell you what I feel about this love triangle fully, but I can say I was, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling because I have really bad psychedelic syndrome. Oh my goodness. We have Sodong kind of in between um, the king, of course. Right. Um, And then we have the king's kind of like, you know, one of his right-hand men and she's in between these two. But the cool thing about it is that she has this kind of past connection with, you know, the king's right-hand man, because she was, you know, betrothed to him and was supposed to be, um, his future, you know, his wife, he, she was supposed to be married to him. And then they end up never meeting and never, you know, taking place. And I like that. I really like the kind of backstory and connection between those two. And so the fact that I, I love that. And then it's like, no, no, they're not, they're like slapping my hand, like, no, You can't like that because guess what? It's supposed to be Sodong and the King, and I'm just like, "Mm, I don't want that. (laughs) So I'm a little annoyed with the kind of love triangle set up, but I still am enjoying this drama. I think there's a lot of funny elements to it. Um, This kind of um, backstory of the, the the King and his his Queen. You know, being murdered, or you know, we don't know what happened to her, and him every year being afraid to bring in in a new queen because he's afraid the same thing's gonna happen to her. You know, that kind of storyline. I like that setup, um, and then I like that we have this kind of girl who has nothing to do with the palace ending up kind of infiltrating the palace and becoming kind of like this this wild child of the palace I think it's fun to watch so there's just a lot of fun elements to um The Forbidden Marriage I really really like it I am not sure how this is going to end I know it's only 12 episodes so I'm excited about that though so it doesn't feel like you need you know that much investment in this type of drama but it's really fun I think it's really good I like the setup I don't love the love triangle because I have really bad second male syndrome syndrome right now um but I like it. I really, really like it. And I do, I really recommend this. I think I do. like I said, if you're a fan of like the kind of like Mr. Queen, you know, silly historical comedies, I think you would like this one. I think, like I said, it's a very good setup and I think it's funny. Um, -hmm be wary of the love triangle, but you know, it's really good. Nothing, um, you know, amazing. Okay. Nothing amazing, but it's, it's pretty, pretty darn good. Um, and like I guess that's fun. Who doesn't love a fun one? So yeah. And it's only 12 episodes. So I think oh, it's just 12 episodes. You should get through that. We'll get through that. Um, but yeah, so that's just my quick thoughts on the forbidden marriage. I would recommend it. If you like the comedy, historical dramas, I think it has a lot of fun elements to it. Love triangle, be wary, But other than that, pretty darn, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. All right. So the forbidding marriage. Now, okay, let's talk about this one. The interest of love. The interest of love, I've gotten through um, at the time of recording this, actually, episode six. I am all the way up through episode six. And at the start of this drama, after just the first episode, I was like, I don't know why I like this because I feel like I don't like it at the same time. Like, it was a weird feeling. I liked it, and then I also didn't like it. And then the second episode, I was like, yeah, I really don't like this, but I kind of like this, you know? <laughs> I don't know if anyone can ex- you know, understand that, ex- that experience when watching a drama, but it's like there's something inherently unlikable for me, and then yet, that is the thing that I'm, I'm like, okay, but, but why do I... Why, why is that interesting to me, this unlikable thing? And you know what I think it is? And you're going to be like, really? <laughs> I think it's the Ha Sang-gu character, Sang-soo character played by Yu yeon suk. I really don't think I like him. And I don't know if I even like Um, the Ahn Soon Young character played by Mu Kang Young. I don't know if I like her character either. Like it's something about them that like frustrates me. And I feel like they're not very likable people, even though the whole setup to this story is like how much everybody else likes them or who, you know, how much they like each other or like how much other people want to be with them. It's like, but why? (laughs) But why? And yet, At the same time, I kind of like that about them because it's like, they're they're just like these people that sometimes they make poor decisions. Sometimes they just don't do things that you like. And yet that doesn't mean they're, you know, horrible people, that doesn't mean that someone can't love them, you know? And I think I like that. And I think that's the point of it. This supposed to set up this very realistic story of these these people what it looks like to work and, and date in this day and age in South Korea. And I think they're doing a good job of setting that up. People are messy. People go back and forth. People can't make up their mind and decide to do one thing one day, and then the next day they do the complete opposite. You know, that is people. And so that's why I think I like it at the same time. Like, I think I like that realism, even though I, at the same time, I'm so annoyed by it, (laughs) I'm so annoyed. And I know this is one of those critiques people have been saying, you know, who watch K-dramas. It's like, I'm getting tired of all these realistic stories. I don't watch K-dramas for the realism. You know, and it's like, that's true. But when you have the slice of life drama like this one, I think is you do expect a level of kind of just realism. And I think this one is doing that. I think I like a slice of life set up. So I appreciate the the realism in the slice of life, life drama. I do. And this is, I think, another drama that does it. Um, but in even in saying that, you know, I had to prepare myself or I didn't prepare myself for getting invested in stories of characters that I think I inherently dislike (laughs) I was like I didn't know I was going to be so invested in these characters that I don't really like at all um so how did that happen I don't know but I think that's why I like this drama is because it made me invested in characters that I don't like how they did that I don't know yet but at you know six episodes I can say that I'm actually really liking this this drama Um, And I didn't think that was possible when I dislike characters as much as I dislike these. (laughs) But at the same time, I am interested to see how this is going to end. I want to know, you know, because the other thing about slice of life stories a lot of time is like a lot of times these characters don't do major kind of like growth by the end of it. You know, we kind of just show gradual change, which is, of course, the most realistic in real life like you don't make these kind of grand changes in your life you don't just completely switch and become a new person in life you know you do have these like subtle happenings that come into your you know that you experience in your life and all of a sudden they kind of trigger a change not a huge change just maybe a little change but then you know you go on to another moment in your life and you you do a little bit more change you know and that's kind of how a lot of these you know slice of life stories kind of to me, take the characters. They kind of just experience these kind of minute changes. Um, And then at the end, you're kind of like, "Mm, okay, I'm a little bit different, but you know, life is still the same. (laughs) And I want to see what that life is still the same is going to look like for these characters because they are like do are they gonna get anything that they want at the end I don't know I really don't know so I'm excited to see that and and I again I'm invested in seeing that I'll bet that I really don't like them (laughs) so I don't know I really like that about this drama that it made me interested in unlikable characters and maybe people don't think they're unlikable but I do I do not like them I think they're frustrating I think they're annoying I think they are too wishy-washy of a person like I could not stand the wishy-washiness of them um and I feel like they're you know two-faced and kind of like they they say one thing and they mean another or they do one thing and they they're really thinking another and I just I don't like that but I also want to find out like what do people like that end up having what do they end up deserving what do i want them to get in the end um knowing that they're that they're those type of people i want not know but they're not inherently bad people you know so i don't know i just really am in shock by my kind of interest in the interest of love um so yeah would i recommend this one though at this point of the drama I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who doesn't like Slice of Life. Like, you definitely will not like this drama. Um, And if you're in it for romance, you definitely won't like this drama. Um, I mean, you would have to really love Slice of Life dramas (laughs) and be okay um, with kind of character study and watching, you know, these these characters interact, you know, despite them being a little bit unlikable um, in the beginning here. So... I don't know if i highly recommend it i think it's very for a very um specific type of uh, drama watcher that's for sure but yeah oh and another thing i really like about this drama um is that they're the setting is in this you know they work in this bank and so you kind of get a lot of this bank work life um Scenes, and I actually am very enjoy, very much interested in enjoying the scenes of the bank um, and their job at the bank. And I have to say that is not always the case with some of these slice of life genre dramas, because I feel like you can sometimes you can get bored seeing them in their kind of day to day work life. And I'm not completely bored watching their day to day work life in the bank. I feel like they got a lot of interesting things going on in the bank, and so it's you know a lot of fun stuff going on there. Um, So I thought that was really done, done well. And I appreciate that, um, a lot. So yeah, the interest of love, a little surprised by my, my like of it. I really, really am. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. That's for sure. (laughs) That's for sure. All right. So now let's move on to another drama that I'm currently watching and that is Unlock My Boss. And I just have to say out of all the dramas that I'm currently watching, um, This is absolutely one of my favorites right now. One of my absolute favorites that I'm watching right now. I love this drama. I love this drama. I love Unlock My Boss. I don't know what it is about this drama, but I am eating it up. Yes, there's this kind of similar trope that I really enjoy, which is kind of like the fish out of water you having to pretend to be someone you're not that's one of my favorite setups so I'm a sucker for it but outside of that I am just so intrigued by sci-fi setup of man of a tech company being trapped in his side of his phone and the mystery of finding out how he was trapped inside of his phone and like where is his body and where is he you know all of that I am just so intrigued by this drama it's so good it's so well written and the cast when I tell you there are some um there's an amazing cast in this drama like I don't I hope more people are watching this drama it is so well acted it has some amazing people in the cast um the writing is so good I think it's based off of another web comic and it's just so thorough and it's only 12 episodes and i think i'm on episode eight so i'm getting right to the point where we're getting kind of some revelation about like w- the mystery and that even that is done really well because that's one of my other qualms like i said when you wait to the very very last episode to start revealing the the big reveal like i hate that and already at episode eight we're starting to get some of the reveal and i'm like yes like we're moving along like you're telling the story to at and i'm Just I'm so enjoy so much enjoying this drama. It's ridiculous how much I enjoy this drama right now. I'm like one of my favorite dramas already of the year. Like, I'm serious. And I feel like no one's watching it. Like, it is such a good drama. Yes, you do have to be a fan of some of the tropes there. You gotta like some of the sci-fi element and kind of suspend your disbelief. But even in suspending your disbelief in the way the sci-fi kind of like set up of like this man's spirit been stuck, stuck inside of a phone, like even that setup was they did such a great job kind of putting that out there and then kind of just letting you run with it and accepting it with the characters because even the characters kind of question it and are like what in the world is this but then over time you kind of see how it's easy to kind of like what would you do you know if you one day woke up and found a phone where a person is saying that they're living inside of it like how would you interact with that and I love that kind of putting yourself in his position that we get to do uh, with the Park In-sung character played by Choi Jong-gyop I just love it I 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 love it and I love that we have um our actor Kim sung Joo, I'm sorry, actor Park Sung-woo playing Kim Sung-ju, Joo. is the developer and the kind of CEO of this IT company being stuck inside his phone. I even love that we get to see like that. I mean, not even get to see, but it is like acting with this. You're not acting with the characters in the same scene. You know, he's acting with the phone. And I love that. Like that is such a it's just so good I don't know why I am so invested in this drama and why I just think it's just like so well written I think it's being so succinctly told I think um for it to have been for it to be only 12 episodes you can see the story it's kind of um ending in sight already at episode 8 and you don't feel like anything's rushed or anything's not getting explained or anything's not getting told and we kind of have this mystery that's trying to get solved and we're already at the point where we're starting to see that unravel and it didn't take us getting all the way to the final episode to see that <laughs> unravel and that can be frustrating for me like i said so i'm just super impressed um and then there's like this kind of relationship between um our pak and sung character um and jung young who is the secretary of our kind of trapped um ceo and seeing their relationship as in like they have to join forces and become a team to make you know to solve this mystery for the CEO but then at the same time they have their own little connection before they even you know meet in this kind of way and that connection carries over in their kind of mission together and I just liked I like seeing their relationship grow and another thing that I'm really enjoying and I don't want to say it because I've said it multiple times in this one episode but like this found family kind of concept which is again one of my favorite thing um, because the CEO is missing and he has a daughter, he's a single father and he lives with his secretary, one of his secretaries, someone who works and, you know, takes care of his house. You know, he lives with these people who help him take care of his daughter. And the fact that he's missing from his daughter's life at this point, we have the emsung character having to step in and you know take care of this little girl and then he gets the help and support from the other people that live in the house but then you also have um the secretary seiyun helping as well so then they're like a little mother father figure to this young girl i just love that it's so cute oh my gosh so it's just like a really um really good drama (laughs) period like it's really really good i highly recommend it you do have to be into that type of setup but I really think it's great um there's this mystery there's this sci-fi element to it um there's a little bit of kind of sprinkling of romance not much because it's you know that's not the main focus um there's this kind of found family element to it and kind of kind of be into those type of things I think to to really I guess appreciate this one (laughs) (laughs) So I don't, I recommend it, but I know that's not everyone's favorite setup. Um, And it's very funny. There's like literally lighthearted, cute moments as well. And my um, absolute, one of my favorite uh, performances and characters in this um, drama is actually um, played by Kim Sung-oh. Again, like I said, this cast is just amazing. Whenever you got Sung-oh in something, it's going to be amazing. Um, He plays this character who um, starts off as like, this debt collector to our um secretary se young and he follows her around and kind of like annoys her asking for her money kind of threatening her and it's just like this horrible relationship only for him then to kind of like be brought to this kind of mystery of like solving um you know, what happened to the CEO and why he's trapped into the phone. Like he ends up sucked into it. And then he, you know, cause he's not a very likable guy. He's kind of grumpy. He's mean, you know, he's not the, the best um, person. And obviously Say Young can't stand him, but yet they end up working together. And like, it's again, just like, watching his kind of transformation as a character has been amazing. So just there's so many elements to this drama that I really, really love. I love the characters. I love the found family that's kind of taking place. I'm liking seeing the kind of growth um of these characters, even in these in this kind of very weird scenario that they're kind of engaging and living through. And it's just great. It's just great. So highly recommend. Not even finished, only on episode nine and I'm still just like, I really love this drama. One of my favorites that I'm watching right now. All right. So now let's move on to my final two that I want to talk about. And I'm going to do this really quickly so we can wrap this episode up. You're almost done. You're, we're, I promise you we're almost done. The fabulous. So I did not want to watch. Hands down. Straight up. Was not planning on watching this. But something kept telling me to give it one episode. I was like, let me just watch one episode um, just to make sure. I don't wanna watch this drama. And I do that because well, this is one of the reasons why I don't like watching a lot of teasers and kind of I don't like seeing or reading too much into dramas before I end up watching them because I'm such a stickler to like if I hear one thing I don't like that's enough to be like, Yep, I'm not watching that. <laughs> and that's how I felt with this one. I don't like um ex lovers to lovers again. I don't like friends to lover trope. I'm officially admitting that I do not like that trope. I don't like that setup. And to me and the teaser, that's what I saw. And I was like, oh, nope, I'm done. No, thank you. However, I gave it one episode and then I ended up giving it two episodes and then I ended up giving it three episodes. <laughs> and I have to say, I actually really like this. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but I ended up being really just like, oh, I kind of like this one. And I think what I like about it is um, it's, it's pretty, um, very trendy. It's a very trendy, kind of just like, kind of fun about the fashion industry and PR and it's just so kind of like you know rom- rom-com feel but the other cool thing about it is it's just like really based off of these kind of this friend group um that we have with our lead character um played by Che Soo Bin we have her um character and then her three other friends and one of those friends is Min Ho who is her ex you know boyfriend or whatever um but you see their kind of like little French friend group and their interactions and it's just so fun. I love it Um, so like I love that setup and then I also love the kind of fashion the way that they're telling like this this story of this young woman's um job and PR and fashion and how she's like trying her best and trying her darndest you know I kind of build up and make it um even though she's not starting at the complete bottom and so I like that too where she's not like the kind of like really struggling at the bottom kind of story it's like she's she's in her job she has a good footing she's you know appreciated by her boss and now she's just trying to make you know bigger bigger moves and I really really like that um the one thing I won't say I like is the kind of Set up with the romance. I'm not a big fan of the friends the lover thing, and that is definitely the storyline. And then you have this other guy, her current ex-warf. So she has like two ex-warf friends already in this story, <laughs> and I don't really like their relationship and their connection either. So it's just like I can do without any romance. This would be a great um, drama for me to end um, with the friends, remaining friends, and not going back to lovers. I would really appreciate that. Again, I haven't finished it. It is all completely done. As you know, eight episodes already out, but I haven't you know finished it yet. But right now, at episode end of episode three, I have to say I'm actually really enjoying it. I think it's kind of easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Like it's very easy breezy. It's very trendy you know, they dress really nice. You have, you know, models walking around, you have Minho with his shirt off in the first episode multiple times. I mean, wow. Um, so it's just like, you know, it's a nice one to pick up. It's a little fun one to pick up. So very, very much, um, say that I'm surprised and I'm glad that I gave this an episode, I gave one episode a try. Um, and I didn't just allow myself to completely write it off because of the initial, you know, thoughts about the setup. Um, So, yeah, I'm actually very happy with this. And I would recommend it as of right now. I would. I would. I don't know how this is going to end, but so far seems like a very easy breezy, lightweight drama to get through. Um, Like it's a very trendy, beautiful people to look at, you know, beautiful clothes, you know, to look at. So super cool. So that is the fabulous. And now I'm going to end with one more drama. And I don't have much to say about it, actually, because I haven't started it yet. So the island that is the drama that I am most looking forward to starting soon. That is going to be my next episode coming up. I'm going to be giving you my kind of initial thoughts on the island. I am so excited to watch this one. Again, I haven't looked too much into the big like, setup of it, so I don't really know. I know it's based off a web comment and that's it. I don't know anything else about the drama. Um, I know who's in it. And one of the things that I'm most excited about this drama is the cast. And that is because I I'm one of the biggest fans of Sung Jun And this is his return to k land. It's been so long. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. And when I tell you, I love Sung Jun, I love him. So this is one of the main reasons I'm most excited to jump into the island. And so don't spoil it. Don't let me know anything yet. Let me get to it and then we can talk, okay? But I'm very, very excited for this one. Um, yeah. And the other thing I was going to say is that it's just really weird to me that most of the dramas that I'm currently watching are, you know, eight or 12 episodes and I, and I'm just going to, this is me rambling, you know, doing a little bit of my rambling. So I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that because I think it's the reason why I am am so overwhelmed with K-dramas in the last couple of years. I definitely think last year in 2022, I struggled with keeping up with all the dramas I wanted to watch. Um, Even ending last year, I still didn't finish quite a few dramas or I didn't start quite a few dramas that I know I have on my to watch list, yet I'm already moving into 2023 overwhelmed with dramas, right? So it's just like, I'm a little frustrated with K-drama with that in that regard. Um, And I think this is made very possible because they are cranking these dramas out because they're shorter. They're are 12, eight episodes. They're knocking these things out. Though the qualm I of course have with that is that if you are going to do eight and 12 episode dramas, you need to make sure it fits that amount of episodes. Do not give me an eight episode drama and the story needs 16 Okay, don't do it. Same thing with 12. Don't give me 12 episodes if the, if the drama needs 20. Okay, and especially when this whole, you know, part twos, they're calling it part twos when they really just mean season twos. I don't want to do, I don't, I, that's one of the big, big reasons I watch K-dramas is because I want to wrap up the story in one go. I don't want to have to sit around months for a part two and a season two. I don't want it. I don't want it. I do not want it. So I am wary of where we are going with K-dramas in 2023. I am quite concerned. Um, that actually might be one of my episodes coming up. I keep going back and forth. I was like, should I do the island first or should I do an episode talking about kind of what I want from K-dramas in 2023 and what I don't want from K-dramas in 2023? And I'm thinking about it. So let me know if you want that. Um Cause I can still, I can still do it. I totally could. So let me know if that's something you would like to hear from me, but I also would love to hear that from you. (laughs) Cause like, where are we at with this? Am I the only one feeling this? Please let me know. Um, But yeah, this is it guys. I am, I am so excited that this is how we're starting off the new year with me watching lots of dramas and Um, and enjoying a lot of dramas technically and I am glad I got to kind of catch you up with some of them I still have other dramas that I'm still gonna watch still starting some dramas that I'm in between on that I haven't mentioned to you guys so I didn't mention all my dramas even in this one because again this is a long episode but I but I want to thank you for kind of making it to this point I know this was a long one I hope you kind of got kind of where my head is and where I am in the state of K-drama land right now. I would love to know, of course, where you are in the state of K-drama land um, at the start of 2023. I can't wait for K-dramas in 2023. Like I said, I had a blast last year and I came out of that year really, really, really um, moved by the amount of dramas that kind of just are going to stick with me for a very long time and I hope the same will be the case for this year Um, so I'm excited about K dramas. I am worried and excited (laughs) that's why that's my hand in hand right there I'm like I'm worried and then I'm also excited so yeah that's it that's all for this episode thank you so much for listening and whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening I hope you're having a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.